Hi! It's Crawl Space! It's Kim Crawl! And it's Crawl Space! I'm reporting to you live. Not live. I just want to be live in my closet. One day I'll have the capabilities to be live in my closet. I do definitely cut it short because I want to release these every Wednesday at noon. And I cut it very short. It's like 11 right now. And I do this for an hour. I don't know. Um, hi, guys. It's Kim. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. Um, I felt... Oh, boy. I felt that last week um, I wanted to to sit back and, you know, it just didn't feel like a business as usual type of week. And it still doesn't really feel like a business as usual type of time, really. Um, but I thought that... I, I had someone message me and say, you should still release Crawl Space on Wednesday because your voice matters too. And it's so interesting to me that they took it as me thinking my voice didn't matter. Like, I no, not at all. Like, I've worked very hard, like, in therapy and 12 steps to, like, know that I have, a, like, I matter. But, like, that's not what that was about. It was, you know, I, I just didn't think it was a time for me to sit in my closet and tell you all about all the blowjobs I've given where people are literally getting murdered in the street by police. Like, I mean, I don't think I always tell you about all the blowjobs. If I told you all of the blowjobs I've given, never mind. I don't think it's been that many. Who knows? I mean, you know, I have made out with a lot of people. A lot of people. It's bananas. I don't have herpes. Um that that uh but wow but yeah last week I just thought I don't know and I, I'm sad I'm really sad and I don't know how this is gonna be so clunky I'm not great at I mean I'm getting better at expressing myself in times like this I just I I just felt that it was time to give not time but I just thought talking about dicks in my closet was not the time and you know this week maybe I'll talk about some blowjobs who knows uh, I feel like in all of this, it's important to also have balance. I found last week that like, like during the whole pandemic, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand we're still in a fucking pandemic. I feel like people have forgotten that or got bored. But like, oh, my cat is now interested in scratching on the door. Cool, cool, cool. And it's so hot that. It, ah! Oh, my God. <laughs> he figured out how to stick his hands through the closet. It scared me so much. Oh, my God. He like. <laughs> Like have you like you know like the 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 nightmare we well, I don't know if everyone's had this nightmare but I have for sure my whole life you know like when you put your foot off of the edge of the bed you're like oh I can't sleep with my foot off the edge of the bed because then the monsters will get me now as a rational adult you know that monsters aren't real right like there's not like a literal monster under your bed but it was ingrained in your childhood brain so much that you're scared of that so like when I'm in the closet I do have this weird fear of someone grabbing my feet who I don't know but just now my cat just grabbed my feet oh my god um what was oh, let's get back to it now and also my other cat is she's scared of me so like I can't fix her like so she's two and she hasn't been fixed now Henry's fixed but like she literally won't won't um won't let me oh god she won't let me touch her so she's just now crying so if you hear her in the background that's my god like I'm like I'm, and I'm told she'll calm down it's like once a month for three days we all understand that means she's in heat and if I get her fixed she'll stop doing that but she just wails for three days and it's annoying but it's also so sad because I think she's uncomfortable so if you have any tips on how to 
catch my cat that was like feral. Like I got her as like a feral kitten. When I got her, she was just too young to fix when we took her to the vet. So like, and then by the time she was old enough to fix, she won't let me near her. Except for when I sleep. When I sleep, she cuddles with me. But once I wake up, she darts under the bed. Actually, the pandemic has been really good for us. She's she's opened up a little bit more. So I'm thinking I might be able to get her after all this. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, like in the in the pandemic, like, you know, again, I understand we're still very much in a pandemic. Thousands of people are still dying a day, um, which is fun that I, I decided I needed to uh, look. I need to look into those numbers every day. But um during the pandemic and the stay-at-home orders, I was productive and, you know, it was just like, okay, well, the be- best thing I can do is stay home and just, like, work on myself. But after la- the last two weeks, man, like, I I don't know. And that that's what I, uh, balance is important. Like, the last two weeks, like, I, I've spiraled out into, like, a depression. It's just been, you know, and I realized after a couple of days, not like after a week or so, I was like, dude, I got to put my oxygen mask on first. Like, if you've ever heard that saying, there's a reason when you're crashing in a plane, they tell you, you need to put your oxygen mask on before you can help anybody else. And so in life, you need to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help anybody else. And I just realized balance. And so though I'll, I will be touching on, you know, um, the Black Lives Matter protests and movement on this episode, I also will have some balance because I know that it's a, you know, it's a hard time. It's a fucking hard time, man. Like lots of people are dying. We have a, we have a monster as a president. Like, it's just like, I don't know how to talk to people who still support him. I don't know how to like, it's just like, like, are you watching the news? And not Fox, man. Watch like Fox News doesn't play anything. It's so funny. Not haha funny, but like you watch like all the news stations are showing this like massive thing and like Fox, I mean, I don't know what they're showing now. I haven't watched them in so long, but, but it's just like, I don't know how to talk to people who don't support, who support Trump. He's, he's, he's insane and a monster. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I've never really been a political comedian. I've never, I've never, um, I think growing up politics was always such like a hot button topic. And I know a lot of families have that, but like my dad was super Republican and most of my family's pretty Democrat. And uh, he would fight with them. And, like, my my uncle and my dad would get in, like, bad fights. Like, where we'd have to leave at, like, Christmas. Because there was, like, a fight over it. And I get it now as an adult. Like, I, I would... My dad passed, as I've talked about in this. And I don't... I mean, I, I would have no idea. Like, I remember the day... I just burped, Jesus. I went to... Like, I'm so grateful... I'll, I'll do my one lucky broad. This is going to be my one lucky broad at the end. And maybe I'll reiterate it again. I'm one lucky broad. If you're new to the podcast, this is Crawl Space. I'm Kim Crawl. Um, and every episode I do, I'm one lucky broad. And I talk about something that I'm really grateful for. And I implore you to do the same. Like, it's it's amazing how that shifts in your life. The, like, the, the um, just stepping back and looking at what, you have you know instead of what you have not like it just it just shifts and I know it's easier said than done sometimes but I try to do a 10 uh 10 things I'm grateful I do 11 one for good luck because I'm quirky or corny I don't know what I am but um I do that every night and sometimes it's like oh my god I'm so enlightened and I'm so balanced and I have all these beautiful things to be grateful for and then sometimes I'm just not feeling it and I have to literally be like I have food in my stomach I have a shelter like it's like like bare minimum you know but I'm one lucky broad 
I was raised in a home. I was, and I wonder, my dad passed, and I wonder how he would feel about Trump now. I mean, he hated Hillary, so I know he wouldn't have voted for her, but like, and he's like a ticket Republican, which is so stupid. It's so stupid. Like, I'm just going to vote for whoever's on the ballot. Like, I I don't know. Um, But I, like, I was raised in a home, uh, so hard to admit, I was raised in a home that, like, uh, my dad was a pretty big misogynist, and, uh, I mean, he would say, I remember my mom was a, was an insurance agent for a long time and like went to school and like got her license and like worked really hard. And it was actually kind of a big deal because my mom has a pretty bad substance abuse issue and also is pretty mentally ill. So the fact that she's able, she was able to like stay sober and get this like, you know, I mean, I don't know how hard it is to become an insurance agent, but I know it was something that was to be proud of her, you know, and I got in this car accident and this woman, you know, no, there was no, um, no damage done to either car or anything like that. And like four months later, this woman claimed that I like hurt her neck and then she tried to like sue me and like my insurance company contacted me. It was such a mess. And I was talking to my dad and I was like, I think I'm just going to call mom because she's an insurance agent and she probably will be able to tell me, at least guide me what to do in this. Right. And my dad's response was, oh, honey, your mommy's nothing but a secretary. And I know some people listen to this who, you know, don't have these opinions of my father. And, you know, I will just say this to you, like, there's, there's, it's my, my experience with him. And if there's backlash, there's backlash. And if you don't want to hear my experience with him, because (laughs) he wasn't the Messiah y'all thought he was. But um, if you don't want to hear those experiences, I don't know, mute me sometimes, because that's, uh, and so, yeah, he was a misogynist. And he, he taught me, he told me that, uh, literally told me once that God made Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve, that being gay was wrong. And like, and, uh, I remember, I remember my, I found my uncle's boyfriend when I was a kid passed away. And that's when I found out that my uncle was gay and how he told me it was just like this weird shame around it. And like, I, I still remember how I felt and I still have so much like Oh, like I want to, I, I like, it's so funny when my dad passed away, he was talking about how close this uncle and, and him got, he's like, yeah, we're really close now. I think he, you know, I think he got that chip off of his shoulder about being gay. And I was like, no dad, I think you just stopped being homophobic, man. This is such a hard thing for me to, because I know that uncle is listening and, um, I don't know. I'm glad my dad was able to open up his fucking brain a little bit, but he, you know, he taught me that, that abortion was wrong and women shouldn't have this autonomy and, and, you know, uh, uh, illegal immigrants should stay out of the country. Like, I mean, he taught me all of that stuff. And I'm grateful because I have, for some reason, and I don't know where it came from, I have an open heart. And I went to college and I met, and I'm grateful I met these women. I met uh, Jenny, Rain, and Sarah. And if you guys listen, you know who you are. Um, I'm, I, I'm eternally grateful for you guys. Like, oh God, I might cry on this podcast again. I'm so grateful for you guys because you know, I was 18 and I was raised in that type of home and I came to college and I was spewing hate. And instead of you guys, you know, rejecting me or dismissing me, you saw that I had a a heart that was open and you educated me and you, you talked to me about, you know, tough stuff like back alley abortions. And I, you know, I like, I I just, I mean, all, I'm not going to educate you. If you, if you believe all this stuff that I was raised in and now you're like turned off by the things I'm saying, like I implore you just open your heart, 
open your mind, crack a book. Like just because someone doesn't look or act like you does not mean that they're bad or they don't deserve the rights and like the same rights as you do. It's insane. And like this whole movement, I, I just now got I just now got to call someone a Karen for the first time. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's I think it's it's just a it's a it's a knock at a white lady who, you know, needs to talk to the manager all the time. Um, or, you know, it's just like, I don't know. This is the prime example. I got to call a woman, Karen, on my Facebook. I posted, I went to the Black Lives Matter protests in Hollywood this past Sunday. And there was 100,000 people there. That, that's what they estimated. 100 fucking thousand people there. And not once did I say, and yes, I understand what the media is portraying. But I also, and I also understand there are some, you know, there are some ugly people that are taking advantage of this or were the looting, I believe, is completely done. But we're taking advantage of this beautiful movement. And never once was there any violence. I never felt unsafe. People were wearing masks. We were just marching and we were just hoping for a better future. And if you don't understand that, crack a book. My God, crack. A, look outside of your your small town of, you know, all white people like I understand like I've met so many people like that in my life and the ones that like I don't I don't know just open your goddamn hearts but um so I I posted the photos of that and I tagged a guy in it who I who I marched with um a comedian friend of mine and who I marched with and one of his Facebook friends was like let me get this straight <laughs> so all of you guys could get together for this, but my son wasn't allowed to have a graduation because of coronavirus. Are you kidding? First of all, what a bizarre hill to die on. Like, what a, like, how, like, I can't imagine not being able to see the difference. Like, your kid not being able to, like, go to a graduation and human beings being murdered in the street by police officers you're comparing that like what i found so what i find so beautiful about these protests is that people know the threat on their lives of going like i know the risk of me going out there and protesting with all these people but the black lives matter protests and the movement is much bigger than than this and like it's scary sure and i'm washing my hands and everyone's wearing a mask but like the fact that you're comparing your kid's graduation, which also leads me to another point. If you're like, cause it's so interesting how there is like there, there, like the, the difference in signs. And if you've opened the internet a little bit, you've seen, you've seen, um, you know, the haircut protests, those, those fucking bullshit, What's such a bizarre, I just can't wrap my brain around those people. Like, First of all, if you, I've said it before, if you were protesting getting a haircut, uh, you're, you're ugly. You're ugly and the haircut's not going to fix you. Like, I haven't had a haircut in months and I look just fine. Like, it's, and I've saved, and we're saving lives. So stay the fuck inside. Um, but like, the yeah, and then there's, I need a haircut. Stop ruining my senior year. And then there's, please stop killing us. I hope my unborn son is safe in the streets and doesn't have to worry about being murdered. Like, I just, I don't understand. And I promised this whole thing wasn't going to be about this. So I am going to leave on that. So I call, I just said, get off my timeline, Karen. And I felt so alive. Uh, but um, I understand that a high school graduation is sort of important. Like, it's important to graduate high school. But like... 
I'm gonna like if you're worried about your kid missing out on this memory because that was one of your top memories in your life. That's so sad. That's so sad. I think my high school graduation is probably, I don't know, my 10,000th favorite memory of my whole life. Probably even lower. Like if you're like in your, like, you have a kid that's graduating high school this year, you're probably around my age, maybe a little older. And if that was like the highlight of your life, you peaked in high school and that's a real bummer, dude. And you should go out and open your mind, crack a book. I don't know, go on vacation for a little, to take a road trip. I don't know. But if you're like, this ruined my kid's life that he can't go to his high school graduation because a hundred thousand plus people are dead in our country right now because of this virus. And you're like, his life is ruined. That's real. That's a real bummer, dude. That's, that's a bummer that you don't wish more for your child. That's a bummer that you don't have better memories in the 20 years since you graduated high school. But like, Jesus, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm going to shift gear. But so I am one lucky broad that I just have. I have had people in my life that like were that educated me and, and opened my heart and my mind and and that I have an open heart and an open mind that I'm able to change. Like, that's, I think a lot of people are scared of that. Well, what if I do? I saw my best friend's wife um, posted that she was one of the people that said all lives matter. And she's like, and now after, you know, everything that's going on and opening the internet and reading, reading, she's like, I've changed my mind. I was wrong. And I think it's okay. I don't think I know it's okay to say you were wrong. I know I went to college believing that I was pro pro life, you know, like, get out of our country being gays. Like I went to college that way. And I was able to say I was wrong. And like, and it's okay to like, it's, it's and, and don't judge people by their past beliefs. Like, if they've changed their mind, don't be, like, how people are like Biden in 1992. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Biden's kind of a mess, but he's our guy, man. So just hop on board and we're voting for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. That's who we're voting for. Um, but, like, and possibly one other one. But, uh, but, like, 92? So he's changed. That's good. That's a good thing. He evolved. So, like, instead of, like, chastising people for their past opinions, maybe be like, oh, he evolved. And maybe, like, it's just, I don't know. I feel this is another reason I didn't really want to do a podcast last week, too, because I was just, I knew I was just going to rant and rave in my closet. Um, but I got to call someone a Karen, and that was really fun. I wonder what... Uh, what her response will be. I don't know. I'll probably just block her. I don't feel, I, I don't get into Facebook arguments. Another guy wrote on one of my things. He's like, he's like, what's, what, what's the goal at the end of these protests? It's just like, oh God, crack. I'm not going to do the work for you. Literally Google. There's Google. There's history books. Jesus Christ. All right. I'm going to breathe. I want, if you're still listening, I, I promise I, I have a bunch of fun stuff I wanted to talk about. Oh, we'll do the poop scoop now to kind of switch things around. The poop scoop. Uh, this is this is one of my favorite, and it's not my story. But man, I my mom, this is my mom's story. And I made my mom tell me this story, I don't know, upward of like probably 4,000 times in my youth because it made me laugh the same amount of hard every single time. I don't even know why. Um, so when my, and this goes to tell you, everybody has pooped their pants everybody and if you haven't your time is coming 
And there's no shame in it. It's all right. I mean, I'm not saying just like go around and shit your pants because like everyone's doing it or everyone's done it. Like, I, like make sure it's for sure an accident. Don't, you know. In, in sixth grade, I, I had a laughing and peeing my pants problem. With thankfully a couple of other girls, we, you know, we laughed too hard and then we wet our pants probably far longer than we should have. I think I've already talked about this. Uh, those poor women are so upset that I, I mean, I don't, I don't have a big platform, but it is sort of growing and I will never stop talking about wetting my pants. So those poor women are probably like, why did we become friends with her? Like I met their husbands and that was when they found out that their wives had peed their pants till they were like 16. And they were like, we kept that from them. And I'm like, really? That's like something I open up with on the first date. Probably why I don't have a husband and they do. But grant you the one divorced her husband because he sucked. And then the other one, I actually, they seem pretty happy. I don't, I don't know though. I don't really talk to her anymore. But I'm saying whatever. Uh, so if you haven't pooped your pants, your time is coming. And it's okay. It's all right. It's like admitting you're wrong. It's fine. It's just a rite of passage of being a human, saying you're wrong and shit in your pants. That's it. I could just end right there, I feel like. Uh, so when, when my mom was in the first grade, she went to school one day and she was real scared of her teacher, right? Like she was really like, I guess her teacher looked like a big bird, not like big bird, the Sesame Street creature bird, uh, but like a like a human bird. Like think of the movies, the movie Cats. And how they made like Taylor Swift into a cat and you have nightmares about it sometimes. Uh, make that into a bird. A, a human bird. Okay, so she looked like a human bird. And my mom was so scared. And she, uh, my mom was, I just got a weird text. And uh, like now I'm like, uh, my friend had a freak out about uh, unemployment. And unemployed, I'm unemployed too. And uh, since no one has, we're, it's still have, it's still hard to get a job right now. I'm a little, it's all gonna work out. But I need to like say it out loud, otherwise I won't be present here with you. Um, it'll be fine. I'm not gonna text her back, but it'll be fine. We'll all be taken care of, or we won't. You know, that's another rite of passage. We die. Just kidding. That's really dark. Um, so. She was really scared of her teacher, her first grade teacher. And so she went to school one day and she had really bad diarrhea. And she was like scared to ask her teacher to go to the bathroom. And so she's sitting there and she's like, she thought she was holding her breath and holding the poop in. But really she was holding her breath and then just shitting her pants. Holding her breath and shitting her pants. And she said, just she just remembers the little boy next to her just staring at her because she smelled so bad because she's just sitting there shitting her pants. And the teacher finally was like, Terry, honey, do you need to go to the bathroom? And my mom was like, yeah. And the it's so sad. It's, it was much funnier when I was a little kid because it was to another little kid. Now I'm like a full-blown woman and I'm like laughing at a little kid and I'm sure this really traumatized my mom forever actually my mom was really funny and she told this story it was very funny so like it probably just made her funnier dude that's what I think every time I've shit my pants it just makes me funnier <laughs> so the teacher goes Terry honey did you did, do you have to go to the bathroom and my mom says she stands up and there's just like a trail of piss going down her leg and just like a big pot I never asked her if there was like poop on the chair or she had pants on or if she had like a skirt or a skirt on or shorts. I don't know if there's evidence, but she said she pooped her pants pretty hardcore. So I'm guessing there was evidence. And you don't come back from that. I mean, my mom was already pretty weird. So she probably didn't have a destiny of being the most popular girl in school. But you for sure don't come back from that. She said when she was in sixth grade, she was fighting this girl, which leads me to believe my mom was a little bit more popular than she thinks she was because like, Nerds, nerd girls don't fart, 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 uh, fight 
nerds. I don't think. I don't know. It, that's, that's like a popular girl thing, right? I don't know. Maybe that's a weird guess and generalization. Who knows? I used to get in this fight with this girl, Misty Knoll, and I wasn't very popular. Misty Knoll and I would get in fight in the morning and we'd be like, yeah, lunch, we're going to fuck each other up. We're going to fucking fight. And then by, and then we'd get a bunch of people like gathered around ready to like come to the fight at lunch. But by the time lunch rolled around, Misty and I had made up. So then we would just fake fight out in the playground. And we did this numerous times. And I don't think anyone ever questioned it. I don't even, I wonder where that girl is now. You ever think of people from your past and you're just like, you think about, oh, I want to talk about this dude from my high school. And there's people from my high school that listen to this. And if you know where this dude is, I'm trying to reconnect with him. Not in like a sexy way. Not in like I've been pining over him for 20 years. But I'll tell the story in a little bit. Um, I want to finish my mom's sixth grade. So my mom got in a fight in the sixth grade and they're, yeah, but they're not fist fighting. They're screaming back and forth. And finally the girl goes, oh yeah, well he said he'd shit my pants in the first grade. And my mom was like, yeah, I, I did. I did do that. So that's my poop scoop for the week. Again, please DM me your poop stories. I would love, love, love to hear them. I've only gotten one DM for poop stories and that was a brave soul. And guess what? I didn't say his name, and he he got to be on Crawl Space. I don't know if that's a claim to fame. But maybe if this thing blows up, one day he'll be like, I was on like the third episode of Crawl Space. So high school, I've been talking a lot about high school. I love I love that it just happened with the girl, the woman in the graduation. Again, oh, I, th- I say this all the time. I'm so happy I didn't peak in high school. Like, I was nerdy, dude. I don't know if I was nerdy. I like, I, I've been thinking a lot about this, my, my, uh, senior homecoming date his name was Courtney and we're still friends on Facebook and he was like he was from another school and by the time my senior year rolled around I was cute but like the damage had been done you know what I mean like at my school I was already the girl with no teeth the flat-chested gangly girl wasn't allowed to shave until she was like in eighth grade you know like just like I mean the weirdo the Peter Pants quite a bit I mean just like the list goes on the dolls I brought dolls to school a few times more than a few times so like by the time I was cute the damage had been done but I like I I met this boy um Courtney I don't remember where I met him I think my friend Catherine was dating his friend and they he like he was like the hot kid from like the Christian school and he went to homecoming with me. And he was like my first kiss of like a boy I liked. And it was like such a weird, I remember he was like, if like, I count this as technically my first kiss. I'll tell you about my other first kiss in a minute. It's sort of, yeah, it's par for the course. It tracks for my life. But um, just awkward and weird and just like, okay. But this is like the first kiss that I kind of count as like the first real one. Cause it was like the first, you know, boy I liked. And we were like, we were at Clement Park, Clement's Park, I think it was called in Littleton, Colorado. And it was nighttime. And my friend and her boyfriend were off wandering around and Courtney handed, he, Courtney pulled out a quarter. This is so cheesy. And I still don't really understand it. It was cute though. He was like, I bet you this quarter, I can kiss you without touching you. Oh, and I remember how nervous I was. Oh, I was like, I was like, ah, how are you going to do that? I'll take that bet or something like that. Probably not as smooth as that. I was probably like, nah, here's some drool. Um, and then he leaned in and kissed me. And then he said, you won the bet and gave me the quarter. How cute is that? Um, yeah, I ended up, I think I dumped that kid because he kept calling me during Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That makes no sense. There's a lot of weird shit going on in my home so I pushed away a lot of really good kids when I was in high school my I had a I had a very scary home life and 
I, oh, I like, it's funny, I'm going through a lot of therapy right now and like doing a lot of self work, um, especially in the pandemic, like just really taking the opportunity to just like get to know myself and like work through trauma. And that's like a grief, like I'm grieving that part of my childhood that I didn't get a lot of those I know they're normal, but like magical high school moments because of the environment I grew up in. And so Courtney has been a lot on my mind because I pushed that poor kid away. He was so, he took me to my homecoming, my senior homecoming and Catherine and I, or Aspen and I, I can't remember which friend, but we thought it would be really funny to, to go to Wendy's for the dinner. And I remember this poor kid like meets my dad for the first time, right? And like, my dad's like, so you're taking my daughter to Wendy's for her senior homecoming? And I'm real proud about it. I'm like, you sure is. And Courtney's like, it's not my idea. I wanted to take her to a nice dinner. I'm like, but we're going to Wendy's. And like, I don't know why I thought it was so funny. But in those days, like, I just wanted to do anything. I mean, still, I want to do anything for a goddamn laugh. But like, but I am like looking back on those like, I pushed that kid away because my home life was so scary and allowing someone to possibly see what was happening was just, it wasn't even on the table. So Courtney, if you're listening to this, which I doubt you are, you're like, you have like six, six kids and a wife or some shit. I don't know. We're friends on Facebook. I I could, I probably know this information, but like, no, it wasn't personal. It had nothing to do with you. I'm sure he probably has completely forgotten about the whole thing, but I've been working through past stuff what a weird thing to bring up in here but my first kiss my very first kiss guys my very first kiss I was uh I was a junior in high school he was at a Halloween party my stepsister had just moved from Kansas City and with my mom and stepdad I had no friends. All of my my high school friends had stopped being my friend at this point. They weren't very nice people, so it was and it was sort of a blessing because then I ended up making I ended up making friends with Catherine, who you know was a best friend for like twenty years, and we still keep in touch. You know, one of my favorite human beings to ever laugh with. So it worked out, but like it was a rough time. So I didn't have any friends, and so my stepsister moves and goes to my high school, and she gets invited to a Halloween party. So. She lets me tag along. So not only do I go to a sophomore or no, it was a freshman Halloween party that I was not invited to. I dressed as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh man, I had a big stake. I had what I used to call my Buffy boots. I loved those boots. When I wore them, I felt like I could conquer the world. Like basically we'd walk down dark alleyways and I'd be like, I got my Buffy boots on and my stake. I got this. So by Halloween costume, I also mean I wore this outfit steak included more than I am proud of more than I am proud of I still have some of those steaks in my Buffy box what's a Buffy box you ask it is a box full of all of my Buffy memorabilia which it weighs more than two human dead bodies because um, dead bodies weigh more than alive bodies I don't know if you know that fun fact um so it was in a game of spin the bottle uh, I'm sitting there with a bunch of freshmen And my first kiss was this kid named Trent, who was openly gay. And really kudos on Trent, because that was the the late 90s in Littleton, Colorado. And he, you know, he was like the only kid in our school like that. Maybe that might be wrong, but like he was he was out and he was my first kiss. And we're still friends on Facebook. I wonder if he listens to this because like, dude, I don't I bet you have no idea that you were my first French kiss, except for like, you know, when you're like a kid and you practice on your girlfriends. But like my first boy kiss was with a freshman while I was dressed as Buffy the Vampire Slayer and he was not straight. So he had no interest in no interest in kissing me. 
But that was my first kiss nonetheless. And then Courtney was the first kiss of Jesus. Oh, man. It's so funny because, like, the other day I was with my friend Stacy and she was telling me that she was pretty certain that I was a mean girl in high school. She's like, you were probably popular in high school. And I was like, I don't think I was. And then I told this story and she was like, yeah, if someone told you you were mean to them in high school, you were popular and you were a bully. I don't think that's true. I think ever like there was one girl who was super nerdy, super nerdy, and she was really mean to me. But but she was like mean to me about how like everyone always talks about you. Who knows? I don't think I was popular. I doubt. I mean, like I definitely, guys. I told I asked my friend, my best friend Katie, like I don't know, a while ago. I was like, I don't think I was popular. And she looked at me and she goes, didn't you play dolls till you were like 16? She's like low key, very, like she's one of the funniest people I've ever met. And when you meet her, she's kind of quiet and people are like, Katie, I'm like, oh, she's one of the funniest fucking people I've ever met. Her kid is my best friend. And I was like, you've been replaced. Your kid's my best friend. And she goes, wow, not sad at all. A baby and a cat. And I was like, so mean, but so funny. But she was like, I don't, think you were probably popular didn't you play dolls and wet your pants till you were like 16 I was like touche Katie but when I was in college I ran into this kid in like it feels like it was a bathroom but that doesn't make any sense because it was in the 2000s like early 2000s and unisex bathrooms were definitely not a thing and uh but we ran into each other somewhere publicly and I, I think I was just like, oh, hi, nice to see you. And like something like that. I just didn't use his name. And he's like, my name is Daniel Dorr. We knew each other and we we're, fr- were from the same high school. You know my name. You don't have to be mean to me anymore. We're in college now. I think it was Daniel Dorr. I don't remember. And I remember being so stunned because I was like, I have no idea who you are. Which is so funny because like one of my high school bullies or who I always thought was my high school bully is one of the biggest fans of this podcast. So it's just, it's if uh, the moral of that, and maybe this whole thing is like a high school, uh, you can thank the Karen who just pissed me off right before I came on here. But like, maybe this whole theme is just like, if you peaked in high school, there's still a whole new world out there and you can, you can, you can change. Cause it's like, I guarantee you, I went to my 10 year high school reunion and it was so much fucking fun. And like, I remember I was with, I was, I was doing a shot with this guy's wife, this popular dude's wife and him. We took a shot and he's like, he also listens. How fun is that? He, and he goes, he goes, we do the shot and he goes, oh my God, you were so fun. Why weren't we, why weren't we friends in high school? And I was like, oh, you were super popular and I was ugly. And he's like, oh, right. But like, not in like a hard feelings way. Like I wasn't like, you were mean to me. It's just like, I don't know, man, if you're still holding on to shit from high school, Spank your inner mop it. That's a Buffy quote. God, that's so embarrassing. I do. I quote Buffy a lot. Um, but you know, like work on your shit, man. Like that's, that sucks. But we all, you know, got bullied at some point, I think. I mean, some way more than others for sure. But like, I, I don't know. My first kiss was in a Buffy the Vampire Slayer costume as a junior in high school at a freshman party with a gay kid. So that, that, you know, we, we all have, we all have our, I was not a popular lady. I don't know what I'm saying right now. This, I'm actually impressed that I'm able to, that I've been able to like get, not get through this. It's not that this is something to get through. I'm really, I love doing this podcast. I love this podcast, guys. I miss it. It feels weird to be in my closet. Um, but like, I, I don't know. The, the state of the world has just got me down, man. And just sending love to everybody, dude. It's just, it's, it's, uh, and you know, love each other, educate yourself. If, 
if you don't agree with this, I know I'm back to the movement. I, it's going to be hard not to talk about for a while. So that's, that's, I'm in a 12 step group. And, um, one of the main traditions is not talking about outside issues. Right. And people are getting so upset because people are talking about it. And it's, it's not like anyone's in the 12 step meeting going, fuck Donald Trump or anything like that. But people are talking about their experience and how it relates to them and their, you know, childhood trauma and, it's just like this is going to be the forefront for and if you're like mad about it maybe just maybe maybe open you know take 10 minutes to google how you might be wrong i've done that before where i'm like i just don't see how i'm not wrong in this situation and i've opened the internet and i've asked a few people and i've kept an open mind and guess what a lot of times i'm like oh i was wrong and that's okay it's okay to be wrong um okay i wanted to talk about brian hodges so if you are listening to this and you went to high school with me and you know Brian Hodges currently, I have been trying to get a hold of this guy for the better part of 15 years. Hear me out. That sounds so sad. It's not. Um, Brian and I, oh God, I had such a crush on him. And I think we really liked each other our senior year. I, no, I know we did. I know we, we liked each other. Again, though, I pushed away. Um, I, I couldn't handle intimacy, um, any kind I had, you know, I've mentioned on here before and maybe I've been talking about my dad and his beliefs and some of the stuff he taught me at the beginning of this podcast was really hard because now it's out there. And I, I think a lot of people don't fully know how, how much his opinion, I mean, I don't think my dad had hate in his heart. I think he just was ignorant. I think he was ignorant and stubborn. And, um, that those are, those are, that's a awful awful combination um but so I, I probably at some point I keep promising this talk I mean I don't know if anybody really wants to hear all about my trauma and my childhood it's a rough one man it's a rough one Mr. Crunch um but uh I you know I really like Brian and thankfully Brian was just would just be my friend and he and I would talk on the phone all night and we became close like the second semester I want to say of freshman year or so, senior year and uh and then we we hung out all summer before I went to college, and then when I'd come back, we'd hang out. Um, I found out later my crazy father, uh, Brian, tried to get my phone number up at college, and he called my house, and my dad was like, "Who the hell is this?" And like hung out, like he he was a he was a crazy person, um, and Brian never called me, and uh, which sucks. And then uh, when when I moved to Los Angeles, the night before I moved to Los Angeles, uh, we packed up the U-Haul and I stayed up most of the night, and people were coming and going. Um, and Brian was so scared of my dad, he told me. Uh, so he calls me and it's, you know, late night and he's like, I want to come say goodbye, but I'm parked at the end of your cul-de-sac. Can you come get me? Cause I'm scared to walk. Cause my dad, and my aunt and uncle are standing outside with the music blaring with a packed U-Haul. Right. And they're like, um, can you come get me? Or he's like, can you come get me at the end of your cul-de-sac and walk me to your house? I want to hang out with you. And I was like, I think my dad will have less respect for you if you can't walk up here on your own. I, I do not remember if I went and got him more few, but he, he and I did spend a lot of that night together and not in a sexy way, in a very friend, friend loving way. But I think we always had, and, and how I know that it was mutual is, you know, I went to LA, I moved to LA and we stayed in contact a lot you know called all the time and and text all the time because texting started becoming a thing and then one day maybe a year into me living in LA um Brian texted me and said I am dating someone and it's not appropriate for you to call me anymore and that was it that was 15 years ago 
maybe 17, uh, how many, yeah, 15 years ago. I don't know. I'm bad at dates. The time doesn't matter. Um, like it's not real. I don't know if you know that, but it, I think if anything, 2020 has taught us time isn't real. Um, but that was it. I've never, I never, I, I, I didn't ask why I didn't. And now I think looking back, I knew that like we had something more than just a friendship and it probably was inappropriate if he was trying to get to know someone or date someone. Um, I know that if, I know if I was dating someone and they had the type of friendship with another woman the way Brian and I had, I would, even though it never, we never kissed, it never got sexual, any of that stuff. Um, I, I was a virgin before that, like when Brian and I stopped talking and, uh, I don't know. So I've been, I've looked for him, not looked for him like actively, but you know, I'll Google him every now and then or try and look him up on social media. He's, he, I'm not shocked that he's not on social media. He was never, I, he, like when I, when I don't find him every time I look him up, I'm not surprised. He was, he always, you know, he was such a good looking kid, such a moral, sweet person, played golf, you know, was like on the golf team at school and like got pretty good grades and like, like had all the makings to be like a really, really popular kid, but he just marched to the beat of his own drum. So like, which is something that I always liked about him because I certainly did too. And then cut to like 10 years later. So like, I don't know, five or six years ago, uh, I was offered a reality show or offered uh, um, an opportunity to be on a reality show. And they wanted a story of a misconnection or someone that I had lost touch with from my past that, that maybe there could be something romantic there. And like, it's not that like, I like I had to like think about it because I had an ex that lived in New York, but like, And I was like, oh, maybe that guy. But I think that, but I knew that guy was like in a a hardcore relationship and hardcore, very hardcore relationship. I don't know what that means, but a serious one. And, um, and so like, I knew that was, so I had to rack my brain, but I always think about Brian and I always wonder how he's doing and how awesome would it be to like go to Denver and have a drink with this guy and hear how he's lived his life the last, you know, 15 years or so. I'm sure he's married with, you know, kids and like just I wonder where he's at and uh, and so if you know him tell him Kim Crawl maybe don't tell him Kim Crawl Kim Crawl still thinks about you maybe don't say that but you know what I mean like somehow message me and help me get in touch with him um so I told this reality show this story right and I got like and again like the only reason why I pushed it is because it was like a thousand dollars a day for like two weeks of filming or some shit like that that's like fourteen thousand dollars so I was like that's great work and if I get in touch with my friend Brian again of course like I got so far into the process like where like people were coming on and listening to the story of Brian Hodges and I and like how sweet it was because it really was it was such a sweet friendship and you know, like these casting producers have tears in their eyes and like, what if he's the one? I don't believe he's probably the one. I mean, who knows? You know, I don't even know if that exists. But like he's like they like they were like, we are going to get in touch. But the, the, the preface was we we have a private investigator. This is so crazy. This is how nuts Hollywood is, man. I'll tell you, I got a I got a uh, sidebar. Um, I hope you all can keep up again. If you've listened this far in my podcast, like we're episode 11, episode 11. Um you have been able to keep up my brain is like bees a bag of bees is that what you said ray uh another shout out ray mondragon uh and my friend ken gar says that my brain is like jazz i think both of those things are a compliment it means i'm weird and i never want to not be weird um so uh Oh yeah, I got a casting. This is so weird Hollywood is, dude. I got a casting notice the other day that said, are you in love with your cousin? 
Do you have romantic feelings about your cousin? Do you and your cousin have a forbidden romance? I wish I could bring it up because maybe I will. I think I can bring it up. Let's I because like it's I'm not doing it justice, but I was like, what the fuck? And I I uh, I want to send it to my cousin Bill because we always joke around. I think a couple episodes ago I told you about. Please tell me I didn't delete this. Oh man, if I deleted this, that's such a bummer because that is something. Oh guys, I deleted it. Uh, but we, you know, I talked about uh, that boyfriend I had a while ago. Um, a while ago, I mean, like my like st- junior year of high school, uh, slept with his cousin half cousin or some shit and Bill and I were talking about it we're like how does that he's like well, we're really drunk and Bill and I are like how has that happened Bill and I have been drunk together so many times and we weren't like we've danced around this long enough so I wish oh man I wish I would have kept it because I wanted to send it to him and then we also have this inside joke where we try to convince our other cousin Adrienne that Bill's in love with him or in love with her I don't know why but it's I find it very funny and she I mean she's just really like she's just really like normal you know what I mean like I'm like me and she's really normal and like so it's fun to be like oh man Bill has not stopped talking about you and I'm like Bill you could really help the I I don't know why I'm weird guys but there's so Hollywood's fucking weird dude so it was like $14,000 for two weeks they got a private investigator so they're like the preface is like the only the only reason you won't go forward in this and we won't film this with you is if we're going to get a private investigator we will find brian hodges and uh unless he's dead which god forbid that would be awful news to hear but um or he's in you know he's happily married or just married maybe that you can't find out if he's happily married like well he seems like he's their marriage is pretty rocky let's mix shit up uh, it wasn't that kind of reality show but it was like if if we contact so two things if we find him and he's married we you will not hear from us again or if we contact him and he does not want to see you again you will never hear from us again so I never heard from them again and um which is sad I I don't know I mean I I don't believe that he if he wasn't married I don't believe that he maybe I mean maybe he was like no I told that bitch to leave me alone 15 years ago what the fuck's she doing maybe he'll hear this and he'll be like oh my god I told you to leave me alone 15 years ago again let me tell you I am not pining over this dude it's just it's so funny how high school I I don't know like I've been again I've been working through a lot of old stuff and working through patterns and trying to change generations of beliefs you know, my, my house, my home and my family and generations and, and, you know, literally rewire my brain. So I'm going back real deep, man, bringing up a bunch of stuff. So you're about to hear all about my childhood and crawl space. We'll still talk. We'll still talk about sucking dicks. Uh, God, I haven't sucked a dick in a while. It's been a while. I haven't had sex since November. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I thought I was getting to know a guy and that we were not, it, there was never talk that it was like, oh, this is exclusive. But it definitely was a like, oh, we are getting to know each other and this is something special. And so I'm a one, you know, I, I'm a non-multitasker in, in terms of if I like someone, I, I I don't know. But I'm not dating for a long time, I've decided. So I may go till November with no sex. Who knows? Or maybe in lockdown. I, I Oh, man, this took a turn. I am so hot. It is so sweaty in here. It's like 90 degrees outside. I have no pants on. Um, But so like, again, I'm not like pining over Brian Hodges. But I will say if you are, if we did go to high school and you know who he is or you do still keep in touch with him, uh, I don't know. 
tell me how to get in touch with him or just tell him, I don't know, think of something cool and say I said it. Well, that, that turned for a weird turn. Um, I wanted to also tell this story that I've been thinking about for a while. So uh, a year or so ago, I accidentally set my thumb on fire. If you must know, I was, if you must know, I was lighting a match after either me or Henry took a particularly stinky poop. Which, if you don't know, who did I tell this to the other day? And their mind was, oh, yeah, Malone. Uh, he's going to be on my uh, podcast. I'm, I'm working on the Crawl Space Live. Michael Malone's book comes out today. It's called Dead Serious. Fucking get it. I got to read it. I'm going to buy I'm going to buy a hard copy. Only if he promises to sign it, which, of course, he will. But um, he's going to be on the first episode of Crawl Space Live on Dash Comedy. The goal is Monday. The goal is Monday. Wish me luck. I have to make a uh, fucking a theme song and I don't sing, although I've sang a couple of times in this episode. But uh, um, I told him in there about lighting a match and how it gets rid of poop smell. And he's like, I've literally never done that or heard of that. So here's a poop life hack. If you if you poop and it smells, light a match. It doesn't work with a lighter. It's the sulfur that interacts with the, the gas and it like eliminates the smell like that. So I don't remember who took the particularly stinky poop. It was Henry or Kim. I don't know. I won't use the third person again. I apologize. Um, but I lit my thumb on fire and it and like, like, I, I didn't think I was ever going to be the same again. Like, I mean, like my thumb was on fire. Like I had to like put it out. I don't know what I had touched or whatever. It was a wild couple of days. Uh, but like, I don't know what I had touched, but like my fucking thumb was on fire. And then it smelled so bad. I mean, so bad. Like, like I, I couldn't stop smelling it too. Like, you know, when something smells really bad and you're like, smell this, it smells bad. And you just like can't get over something stinking that bad. It smelled so bad. And then I, so I was bartending and these two, I don't know why I'm whispering. This isn't anything, but I got real calm. I was bartending and these guys, these two dudes came in and they're brothers. And one was smoking hot, so hot. We used to follow each other on Instagram. Then he stopped following me and I was like, fuck that hot guy. And I unfollowed him and now I regret it because he was like so hot, but like angry, you know what I mean? And drank too much. So I was like, dad, uh, that's how that's, that's, that's my type. If you're, if you drink too much and you're mean, I'm like, dad, love me, love me, dad. Um, that's so sad. Obviously I have dad issues though. Obviously. Like if you're listening to this, like my dad issues have dad issues. So calm down. But, uh, he was so hot, but his brother was like, his brother was cute too, but he was super weird. And, uh, and I was telling him about my burnt thumb and how I didn't think I'd ever be the same again. I think I asked him if they wanted to smell it. Maybe that's why they don't follow me on Instagram anymore. Um, asked him if they wanted to smell it. But the weird brother said this, and I'll never forget it. You ready for this? He goes, quote, I'm going to try and quote it. It's been a while. He was like, quote, it's a shame that we have evolved as human beings to not like the smell of our own burning flesh. It's a shame that we as human beings have evolved to not like the smell of our own burning flesh. What the fuck? I was like, I'm weird, man. I'm real weird. I, like, I don't think I'm that weird until I do something in front of people and they're like, you're really fucking weird. And I'm like, oh, this is what normal humans do. I don't know what normal humans do, but when I'm marveling at the weirdness, it's fucking weird. I think I was just like, on that note, I'm going to do a shot of tequila. Would you like a shot of tequila? strange man and his hot brother. Um, but I think about that guy once a week. I wish I still followed him. 
Um, I think that's our episode, guys. This has been a... You know what? Honestly, I think this is how it's always going to be. I think I've, I've cried on almost every episode. Poop all over the map. Uh, you have some homework, you know. If you're angry at the protests, crack a book. Please do some, you know, just just open your mind just a little bit. Just a little bit. There, You know, like you're allowed to evolve. You're allowed. It's cool. Um, other homework, if you know Brian Hodges, you know, look him up for me. Um, let's find him. It'd be fun to connect with an old high school friend. If anything, like, again, I'm not like he's the one. He's for sure married. He stayed in Littleton, I'm imagining. And everyone who stayed there definitely got married at, like, 25. Uh, and that there's no offense there. We all have, you know, our paths. Um, but, so, crack a book. Send me your poop scoop stories. I'm not running, sadly, I'm not running out of times I've pooped my pants or embarrassing poop stuff. But it'd be nice to mix it up and tell one not of myself. And, uh, so, crack a book. Send me your poop scoop stories. Help me find Brian Hodges. Those are your homework for cross. I, I don't know why I'm giving you homework, but that's fun homework. I mean, besides cracking a book, but maybe you'll learn something and maybe you'll teach. and Maybe we'll change the goddamn world. Oh, yeah, that was this was a fun episode, guys. It's really fun to be back. Um, as I said, I am working diligently. Well, that's a lie. In the last week or so, I have laid in bed and I've either been in the streets protesting or crying in my bed watching uh, repeats of Lost. Um, that's 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 my weird comfort blanket. I don't know why, but that's what I watch when I'm sad. It's got to be Matthew Fox, man. Jesus, he's sexy. Um, but like I, I, but before that, in starting again today, I'm back diligently working on Crawl Space coming to Dash Comedy Radio. There's so much fun stuff. My first guest is Michael Malone, and our conversation. I'm going to release the whole interview, but then you know it's going to be um, if you listen to it live on Dash. Hopefully by next Monday. I turn 38 next Thursday. My birthday is next Thursday. I'm having a rough one with this birthday. Not a rough one, but just like. I think it's just all the work I am doing that I'm I'm doing a lot of grieving about a lot of missed opportunities and people I've pushed away and all that stuff, you know. So I think the birthdays, like I've never been, I don't look my age at all. I look a decade younger at least. That's what people have told me. I'm not bullying people into telling me this. Most people are really shocked to find out what age I am right now. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I'm having a hard time with it. So I'll be really, uh, I'm, my goal is to get the first crawl space live out before my birthday. That is the goal. Um, I've got a lot of really fun guests and a lot of really fun stuff in the works. And, um, as always, this is Kim Crawl. Uh, if you get a chance and you like this, please give me a rating review. I got a couple one star ratings, no reviews, but one star ratings and it really fucked with my ego. So if you're listening and you like it, do you want to go on and just give it a five star review and maybe a, a, a rating and a review? Yeah, that sounds so desperate, but then we can counteract. I mean, who knows who gave me the one stars? It could very well. There was a girl who tried to ruin my life for the better part of a decade. Probably her. So who knows? Um, although when I saw the one stars, I was like, yeah, I made it. Like, you know, like, I made, like if everyone likes you, you're not, you're not being true to yourself. Is That's my opinion and a lot of other people's opinions. So if everyone liked me, you know, I wouldn't be ruffling feathers or I wouldn't be making any differences or changes or being myself. And so I was kind of excited about the one star review, but I prefer to have more five stars. So if you get if you like this and you get a second, it means so much to and, and for other podcasts that you listen to, too. It takes like two minutes and it just means so much to us. And it, it makes a lot a big difference in getting the voice out there and getting the podcast more circulated in um, the mainstream, which will be fun. And uh, you can follow me on all the social media 
K-Y-M-K-R-A-L. Crawl Space is out every Wednesday at noon. And uh, that's it. I will see you guys next week. Thanks. Bye.